360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network on this uh, nice sunny Sunday morning. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so we're just going to go ahead and jump into it, but we got uh, Mercedes. Good morning, Mercedes. Good morning. We got Odie. Good morning, Odie. Good morning. We got myself, Big Merce, and then uh, Odie, what you got for us today? So, <clears throat> I'm fresh off. First off, the vaccine scene, uh, shout out to North Carolina, one of the clinics here, uh, went ahead and uh, provided the Johnson & Johnson vaccine <clears throat> to people in my group, which interestingly enough, I'm like the first, one of the first people that my, my people know to actually get the Johnson & Johnson versus Moderna or Pfizer. Um, I know Mercedes, I think you said you hinted at being scared. I, I think you kind of feel like you want to wait and see who else gets it. I as do. far as like um, adverse reactions, like people in your circle, basically. Um, Mark, yeah. Have you gotten it yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I, 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 um, I'm just waiting to see what uh what my doctor says as far as when they're going to get it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. If you're going to go to your doctor, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So good luck. I, I get why, uh, like why you have apprehension, but like I said, for me, as personal. Like after losing my pops, I'm just like, mm. I'm kind of angry too, like that he just didn't like hold on a little bit longer. Like we're talking a month or two from just holding on, you know. But uh, anywho, I uh, just wanted to put that out there. But also, okay, I know Marsh, you'll probably get into it as far as like COVID vaccine relief. <clears throat> but one of the things, uh, like when we talk about the packages later um, during your segment, but one of the things I do want to talk about, because one of the things that's motivating me or motivated me to want to get a vaccine is I'm thinking about like eating out and doing the things that we used to do. Of course, still doing them in very small um, amounts. Like I don't plan to be out in these streets, like having brunch every Saturday or every Sunday or whatever. But going out to eat outside would be nice from time to time. <clears throat> and but one place I know I won't be eating at is Maggiano's because I saw this story I never really was tough on your food anyway but I've always noticed that people like to eat at Maggiano's and I'm like mm, I don't know it's like it seems like it seems like to me it's like the the cheesecake factory for Italian food a little <laughs> priced you know like the service may not may or may not be that great. I don't know. It's just like it don't seem that like a great place to eat for me. But I don't know if y'all saw the story trending about uh this couple. It was actually an interracial couple. He was white, she was black, and it ended up seating seating them in a very clearly segregated black section of the restaurant. Um, Maggiano's actually tried to say that there was like a 
party of 30 people and that all the people were seated together. Uh, but then four people came late and I'm like, nah, because they could have, they, they would have been very clear that I saw a group of 30 black people together. They right. said, no, I saw like multiple tables of black people in, in one section. And they tried to make it sound like all the black people knew each other. And I was like, I don't believe that shit at all. Oh my God. That's so racist, but okay. Um, but the proof in the pudding, I put it in the group chat is if you see the picture, there was a white guy, the white guy in the couple was standing when he took the picture, he clearly was standing in the white section. And then he said in the back of the restaurant was, you saw all these black people sitting and it, it, it did not look like a feast table, you know, where they have like one bit where they put all the tables together and put 30 yeah. people together. Yeah. It was clearly like multiple tables of people, which looked like there was no social distancing going on either, but whatever. Um, I can't remember the state. It was either South Carolina or Florida. Um, it could have been Georgia. It was, it was, too, it was but it, it, where it happened. It was in Orlando. Yeah, it was in Orlando. Thank you. Oh. So, um, Florida. <laughs> It was definitely, it was definitely segregated. Um, I was just wondering, do you guys, have you guys ever had an experience like that? I do remember my parents got married in like the 90s, like 1994, I think they got married. We had gone to to the beach. We had gone to South Carolina. And then like one night we went out to dinner and it was like at a chain restaurant. And they said to be having a wait and they gave us a pager, but our pager never went off. Um, Like after 45 minutes or something like that, like our pager never went off. We saw people going in and coming out and our pager never went off. And it wasn't even like really busy enough to warrant the whole paging system anyway, in my opinion. But I just remember our pager never went off. My parents just walked away. They were like, fuck this. Like they, they suspected that it was, you know, some old racial shit, but it's just like, what, what do you prove? So, right. Well, no, I, walked away, and that was it. I was just wondering if y'all experienced anything like that, or like I what happened a, at Magianos. I had a weird experience um, myself with Cheesecake Factory, and I've never eaten there again. So, long story short, mm. me and my daughter, um, she was in K four at the time, so she was with me, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna take her somewhere to sit down and eat while the other kids are at school. So I like Cheesecake Factory for their um, their cakes. That brown bread. I don't like cheesecake. I see. I don't even fuck with their cheesecakes, but they got this one cake. It's called Fudge something, and it's just a regular fucking fudge cake. Come to find out, they sell it at Costco. Same big ass fudge cake. Whoa. Never went back after I figured it out. So um, I think kind of Auntie something's fudge cake or whatever. But anyway, and I could never stand their extensive ass menu. That menu is stupid. Now since COVID, yeah. they have cut down on the menu. But that particular day, I said, you know what? Screw it. If anything, I'll just do chicken fingers, you know? So we went in um, and we were of the first about 10 to 15 people to go in. Every single person before me was an elderly white man or an elderly white woman, little couples here and there, girlfriends, whatever. That's what it was. Me and my daughter were the only black people in that bitch. And in the far right-hand corner, I think... I'm not sure why he was eating already because the doors had just opened at 1130. But there was a guy sitting on the far right hand side eating already. I was like, okay, whatever. So when they go to seat me and my daughter after me and a couple more of the elderly white people are standing there, they sit me directly beside the bathroom. 
Mm. Now, there's nobody in this restaurant at this point. Even when they seated the old white people, they seated them on the left side of the restaurant. They seated me and my daughter on the right side beside the guy mm. who was already eating, which was right beside the bathroom. And as they pointed to the table, I continued my stride and I said, no, thank you. And I went out the side door. So they're looking confused, like, why not? I said, well, this is an empty restaurant. I said, I've dealt with restaurants and businesses before. The Beside the bathroom and beside the kitchen are last resorts. This fucking restaurant is empty. There's nobody here. And of all places, you sit me and my daughter beside the bathroom and not too far from the fucking kitchen door either. I said, but you know what? It's fine. I said, I'll take my business elsewhere. I'm leaving. So I ended up emailing the uh, manager or whatever, and they ended up giving me like $200 in gift cards or some shit, probably keep me from filing a um, racial discrimination lawsuit or something like that. So I never use them. Them funky motherfuckers still sitting in my damn purse, and I might repurpose them for Christmas for somebody. I don't know. But yeah, I just, my, I've my been, yeah, I've been holding on. This happened in 20, night, early 2019, end of 2018, somewhere around there. I just held on mm. to the shits, and I was like, I said, you know what? I said, I'll probably never go back in there. I said, or push comes to shove, there are websites where you can sell unused gift cards. I just, they, they, I just lost an appetite for them. Once I realized that they were serving me Costco yeah. cake and I didn't have to go in there and deal with their bullshit, I never went back to Cheesecake Factory. So technically to this day, I've never had their food other than their cake. I have no idea what their food is really like because of the menu. Their food is okay. And, I mean. Yeah, it's okay. I, uh, I, I, I always I, remember I, somebody saying that it's like, uh, Cheesecake Factory is overpriced so that middle class folks can feel like rich people for a night or some shit like that. Something, something to the extent of that. People so, told but, me it's like an overpriced Applebee's. You know what? For working class folks, that's like, at least in Long Island, I don't know about now. Now it's just, it's all the same. But it was just like, uh, you know, you tell people, you had McDonald's, they're like, oh, we had Wendy's last night. Ooh, Wendy's. I'm like, did your dad go mm-hmm. to Wendy's? <laughs> you know? And now Wendy's is just, they make their burgers with sadness. That's, like the main, that's like the main ingredient now. It's just misery. Like yeah, they used to be like they, they used to be like top shelf, you know, burgers like like them and, and Roy Rogers when I was a kid. Yeah. Like like McDonald's was for working class folks. <laughs> yeah, I really honestly yeah. feel like Wendy's is still better than McDonald's. Their food just tastes more like meat than me. I ain't gonna lie, I just had Wendy's for breakfast this morning. <laughs> See, I ain't never had their breakfast. <laughs> I've been up since like seven, so I'm I'm fine. Like we like, yeah. I had some breakfast. I'm I'm good. But so, yeah, they have the, these really good like potato wedges um, for the breakfast. They really should serve those wedges all day long, in my opinion, because they taste better than their other fries. Yeah, I, I've I've never had Wendy's breakfast before. Me neither. That's the one thing. And the one right beside my house, literally, like not even a whole mile from my house, they serve breakfast. But I've always been kind of hesitant because the the patties are square on the burgers on the picture. So I was like, is the sausage patty square? It just it just doesn't sit right with me. Gotcha. You know, I had a chicken biscuit, <laughs> okay, so it's, it's fine. No, I, I, I think I might have told this story on the air before because I'd never had any bad experiences with restaurants and stuff like that. But you remember back in the, uh, the early 90s, they had that whole controversy with Denny's. Like they had that yeah. whole racial yeah. discrimination suit. And yeah. I, yep. I, I, I wasn't there, but my friends were telling me the story. They were with the uh, marching band, right, for, the, the, for our town. And, you know, they have this whole big thing in upstate, in upstate New York where all the bands go and compete. And mm-hmm, they were like a battle of the band. Yeah. 
and they were trying to find some place to eat and they were like oh we should eat we should eat at denny's and they were like why would you eat at denny's you, you know they had the whole racial discrimination suit and everything like that like what why give them more business and my friend was like trust me we want to eat at denny's and you know it was like a, a mixed group like half more african-americans he said they got the best service they ever had at any restaurant they, ever because they're trying because they're trying to shake that whole racial discrimination thing Oh yeah, he said it was like having a whole. See, yeah, I. He said it was like I haven't a whole given them my business bucks. since then. I he, never did okay. give them my business, but that was just like a reason not to. Yeah, but he said that night. He said he said they did everything but shine our shoes. It was like having a whole restaurant full of butlers. Like they were just like 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 what can I do for you, sir? They were just like all right, super polite because they want to shake that whole image, mm. you know, because of the whole racial discrimination thing. Some, some companies don't give a give a damn about shaking an ass back to America. No, you know, I, I was trying to find the, that whole, I, cause I don't remember his name, but some country star who got caught using the N-word. And, yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. Had, um, and, and then his album came out at number one like that next week. Like, that's where we are now. They said he was calling his homeboy the N-word and his homeboy was another white boy, if I'm correct. Either way, that's why you're not supposed to say it. Yeah, I, I I've seen that before, and I and I don't get it. Like white people who just want to just use it for. There's a, a a artist from Oakland called V Nasty, and I, I saw a video on it, and she uses the N word all the time. She's like this stringy white girl, and you know she does gangster rap, and she uses the N word all the time, and they tried to play it off like well you know she's from oakland and that's just mm -hmm. Oakland culture and i'm like i didn't realize that the city of oakland was just based on the n-word i didn't think that that's how what oakland was known for yeah once you word it like that you kind of leave them stuck so yeah it's just like yeah no that's not an excuse or like oakland not in america or something <laughs> right like, oh i didn't know it was a separate country you know yeah exactly exactly like their their excuses so. were just getting worse and worse all the time yeah i've seen viral videos where white people call each other that shit all the time it was this one white guy he got into like this it's an old video this was like back in 2017 but he got into a fight with his dad his stepdad and he was calling him that he was like what the f you gonna do now nigga i'm like what <laughs> i was so confused <laughs> i thought so oh man that's crazy but i'm sorry go ahead no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just floored me. I never heard it outside of racial context. Like, as far as, like, you know, a white person calling a black person that. Two white people. I, I get it for the brown community. Unfortunately, they use the N-word a lot. Um, just as much as black people. For some reason, I don't know how that happened. But they definitely yeah. call each other nigga all the time. Now, we'll get back to the brown people later because it's kind of is what it is. Some of them are, do have a lot of African descent, but fuck that. We're talking about ownership of a racial slur, and I don't get understanding right. why white people call each other that. Yes. So um, apparently I was on vacation when this happened, but I got the story um, from the other black person that worked at, the, at a very small company I worked at. And um, yeah, everybody was at a baseball game. This was like our on-site because everybody worked kind of remote and um yeah I think I had just graduated so I, I was gone for like the week when everybody came into town right and so we uh and I've worked in Durham so like the baseball stadium is real close by so everybody went to a baseball game um and like one of the 
white people was kind of like messing with another white person, another white coworker. And he had gotten like annoyed. And so he just turned around to him and called. He was like, nigger, but with an ER. So I'm like, that's two different words too. And, um, and then like, everybody's kind of like, stopped. like, what? Like, what the fuck did you just say? And so for me, it was just like, clearly he says this when he feels comfortable. Like, this ain't your first time at the rodeo. Like, you've said this shit before. Um, oh, my dog just farted. Sorry, guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> dog farted. It's bad. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, I was just like, hmm. I guess I, I guess in hindsight, it was good that I wasn't there. And it turns out, too, it was like his last week. Like, he, he was moving on anyway. So... I didn't even but, see mean, him anymore after that. Because he, mean, he moved, like, think, across the country. What do they think that, that word means? Like, you know, like, me I always took it as, like, when other people use it, they're using it towards somebody as if they're an ignorant person. But then when you said with the hard ER, you know, the white person, like, you, you're confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's it's, not it's what that weird. means at all. Like, And you mean that as an insult. So my whole thing is, like, if you mean it as an insult... Like, who you, who the fuck are you talking to? And at the end of the day, I'm not going to use a word that somebody cannot use back on me. Period. So that's why right. I'm cool with the N-word being, like, peer-to-peer. But um, I'm not... If I if the white person can't use that word on me and I can't... Yeah, like, I basically can't use it on them because they can't use it on me. Period. So right. I'm not going to talk to no white person and use that word but privately at home i might call him one like don't <laughs> i think i saw a clip with um lavelle crawford the the comedian yes. the big dude he lost a lot of weight yeah he has a clip where dude where he talks about donald trump is a nigga <laughs> and that clip perfectly describes exactly how a white person can be a nigga but um i still like would never call donald trump that because at least to his face or in front of people because I would never want him to ever fix his face to say it back to me. So, no, this ain't no peer-to-peer word. I've almost said it on the show a couple of times because, and I'm like, that's why I don't like dealing with certain people because, I mean, you know, I I grew up listening to rap all my life, you know, and then, you know, they they use it a lot. So, but (laughs) but I've never used it as a term of endearment. I've always used it in the term of, you know, like, like this dude here, like in that term. And yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. of times on this show, it's almost flown out of my mouth concerning Donald Trump when he does something, you know, Trump-like. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because it only comes uh, out people do something stupid, you know? I was, um, oh man, I forgot what the hell I was going to say, but yeah. Bottom line is, I won't be going to Maggiano's no time soon when the world opens back up. I'm cool on them. I wasn't really moved to go there anyway, but I'm especially not moved now. Um, and then, and I just hate it too because after the story came out, of course, other people were like, "Damn, I thought it was just me." You know, like I thought I was being paranoid. I thought I was being crazy, and they were exp- sharing their experiences about how this is a thing. Um, so. Yeah, I'm all the way cool on that because now it's orchestrated. You know, it's clearly orchestrated. Um, 
And even in this one story, that was good enough for me because one of the things was they said that initially like a black server or hostess like told them that they he was going to seat them. And this white woman came out of nowhere and was like, oh, hey, like we, but we need to seat. She whispered in his ear, we need to seat them at table 113. So you picked a very specific table, bitch. Like, nah, nah. I'm I'm all the way cool on y'all. So, but during this pandemic, so many businesses have lost certain parts of their franchise or whatever it is. So, like, if they had 100 restaurants, they're down to 50 right now because of the economy. You think they wouldn't be that ignorant or assume people are so stupid that they're going to look down at their plate and they're never going to notice. Somebody's going to notice. Everybody technically noticed, but it took an interracial couple to open their mouth. Of course, they're going to notice mm-hmm. the divide more than anybody because they deal with that shit on a daily basis being together in this country. Yep. So, y'all, y'all, and I ain't going to lie to y'all, probably <clears throat> sue for discrimination. Sue, sue, sue them motherfuckers. Shut their shit down. Let them see what it feels like to have a, a business shut down during COVID. They'll be all right. Yep. And, I mean, you know how those groups are, too. Like, Cheesecake Factory gift cards you can use at other places, like, if they're a part of the same overarching company. Right. So they'll be fine. It would just be that one segment that shut down. Um, but we'll see. Um, okay, so I'm, I think I'm I'm gonna transition into this next story. I am super late to this party. I did not know JT and Lil Uzi Vert was dating Mercedes. Did you know that? I did. It came out. Um, I think. Shady Why am I so late about to this? Like about, about three weeks ago, when when I first saw it. Like, I'm super late to that party. Like, I feel like he was flirting with her. Like, I would see the same way that uh, that other dude, what's his name? Uh, the one that just got out of jail, Kodak Black. He was flirting yeah. with somebody else. Like, the other one, I guess. Or somebody. He was trying to get up with somebody. One of them rappers. I think he, I thought rappers. he liked Miami. Yeah, the other city girl. Well, Miami had a baby. She she really, like, chilling, minding her business. I ain't really seeing anything with her. Yeah, she really did much. Yeah, JT was like kind of like, according to Young Miami, the brains of the operation. So now that she's out of jail, like, I guess she's still waiting for old girl to bounce back from the baby and also too from, you know, COVID shit so they can start touring again. Because I did see the right. city girls at, Bro- well, I saw one of the city girls at Broccoli City a couple of years ago. So I think she's like, they're waiting, you know, to get some money again or whatever. But so um she posted something about how like good pussy would get you like a space wagon. I guess it's a car that Lil Uzi Vert bought her. But I was like, I didn't even know they were together. Like that's crazy. But Right. She's also trending for this other story though. Um that I shared in the group chat about deactivating Twitter amid backlash over a treatment of fan with cancer. I will say, so, I missed this story. I didn't see it until you just posted it. I, I didn't know about that one. So apparently, basically, she, she deactivated her Twitter account because people were going in on her ass. Um, and she said that they, the gist of it was there was a thread where she was talking shit to somebody. And the little girl with cancer like hopped on the thread and was kind of like um, 
what's the word when people friendly fire like a victim of friendly fire i guess i don't know yeah um and she basically jt ended up blocking her and everybody was like how the fuck you blocked the little girl with cancer like that's fucked up like she she was a fan like she was trying to ask you for something i don't know but and jt ended up to uh dm her or something like oh I'm old. I'm yeah, old. yeah. It was like a request. It was a request. So yeah, and so she was just like, "Look, I just blocked her." Uh, but I really was talking. But then she posted something else that said, "Fuck all y'all and old girl too." And wow. so they were like, "What? You mean like the little girl with cancer?" And I guess like that's when she deactivated her shit. But she was said. She said she was talking fuck? about Brittany. I don't know who the fuck Brittany was. Maybe that was the person that originally talked shit to her. Yeah. Um, and she went on to like explain or try to explain a way that basically she just was like on a blocking spree. She wasn't really looking at who said what. I didn't know anything about her having cancer. Like that's not a thing. If that's the case, I feel like all she needs to do, especially because she still has Instagram up, apparently. Apologize. Which is how we know about the Lucy. Exactly. Just apologize to the little girl, make it up to her do something that you know that would make her feel special to make it clear that you don't fuck with the trolls like whoever was talking shit to you and that was it and i feel like that's that's where it really should have ended it should have been no story but she was just like no i wouldn't say like fuck you to a little girl especially a little girl with cancer but my whole thing is like twitter tells you who you're responding to that's kind of the point now maybe I, I maybe I'm just old, but and maybe I'm I'm just out of touch. First of all, uh, I don't know if I could date someone. I mean, if I was a woman, I couldn't date someone who has like a, a gem shoved in the middle of their forehead. Like that's something that that would be like if there was like a chart of things to like not look for in a mate. Like that would be like one of them. Like hey, don't date a man with a gem shoved in his forehead because he's not really making like the best life decisions. Second of all, why are these people, if you're a, I mean, what does she do? Is she like a singer or a, what does she do? She's, a, a, she's rapper. a rapper. She's she's a part of the duo, the city girl. Where do you find the time to be on, uh, I know they do this whole clout chasing horse shit or whatever these kids do to sell records these days, but where do you find the time to just sit there and just reply to people all day. Like, I don't, like, I do that because I don't- Yeah, I'll be too rich and unbothered. Yeah, I I don't have much of a life. So if you pick a political fight with me on on Facebook or on Twitter, you should just make sure that you, that you're properly hydrated, that you have lunch, you know, and you take regular bathroom breaks because I'm not gonna stop, you know? But then again, I'm just some dude, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a star, I'm not a rapper, you know? I thought that being a rapper involved some sort of work. Like you don't just shit out records. Like you gotta work to like make records and then do appointments and do stuff like that. Where are they finding time to be with these people online for so long that they're mad at them? And why would they even, I mean, put it like this, is this person that she was beefing with, this Britney? I know, you, I, I think you mentioned you don't know who she was, but was she like another rapper or something like that? Or was he just some person that I was... I think just somebody on, on Twitter. It was just somebody on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think she was another rapper, no. Then, then, then she was wasting her time, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this poor girl got caught. And like you said, friendly fire. Like I'm mm. just gonna, I'm just gonna. I don't know. I just heard this person today, <laughs> so I'm just going to assume that if she knew that she was blocking a, a somebody with cancer who was just asking for just a moment of her time, that she wouldn't have done it. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and just say that, but it just baffles me. Like I see this all the time and I'm just like, where do they find the time to do that? I mean, there are people who work who just a normal nine to five job who don't have that type of time. Right. You know? Like if you're, a, if you're a star, being a star is not like, it's not like what, well, you know, they have those old videos from back in the fifties of like, they're just sitting by their pool you know, drinking a, a Bloody Mary and then they're just talking to reporters and you know, just, just like laid back. It's a hustle, you know, especially if you're on an independent, I don't know what her label is, but if, if you're an independent label, you don't have a label backing you, it's a hustle to stay relevant. So where are they, you can't manufacture time. So where are they finding the time to do all this shenanigans? I don't know. But I'm going to give it a benefit of doubt and just say that she probably, if she knew that it was uh, that little girl that I don't think that she would have actually blocked her. Because from what I, I mean, from what little I know uh, about the story, what she was asking for wasn't unreasonable. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, well. Yeah. We'll see what kind of summer JT has, if it's gonna be City Girl Summer, Hot Girl Summer, or a quiet one. We're going to see what happens. But my, my summer is uh, going to be somewhat determined by whether or not we get the semi. But I'll pass the baton to you in case you want to talk about that. Um, or, or unless, of course, Mercedes has uh, any topics you, you want to cover or discuss before we transition into politics. Yeah, I actually have more questions about the stimulus because it left me a little bit confused. So if Mercer wants to start, it'll be great because I definitely have questions. Okay. Um, because I wasn't aware that they had sent it back to the house for tweaks to it until you advised me of that this morning. Um, I read the, not the whole stimulus bill, of course, but uh, like the breakdown that the news outlets give. Right. And it was like $1,400 per person, $3,600 child tax, uh, not tax credit, but like some type of a, I don't know, almost like a stipend credit for kids i don't know but yeah so you go ahead and i'm gonna definitely ask my question <laughs> now the the one thing i've been going and and just before just before we started i was going back and forth with one of my with one of my friends and uh respectfully it wasn't anything bad because i know he's frustrated with me because i'm not giving joe biden much of a chance you know because it's not about hey we're trying to do these things and the republicans are in our way it's mm -hmm. more like, hey, we're the ones who are holding this stuff up. It's our own party holding it up. Like, you don't need the Republicans yeah. at all. You could just push this stuff through and let it. The same it way they did that dumb shit. So yeah. do it. You know, they, when they pushed through those tax breaks for the rich, they, it wasn't like, hey, Democrats, what do you think? No, they, they just rammed it through. And now they're worried about, well, the Democrats are just going to ram this through. So we have to we have to gum up the works. Now, basically, usually what happens is usually if it's cut and dried, the House passes a version of it, you know, or whichever one starts it first. Let's say the House starts it, right? 
They vote on it in the House, then it goes to the Senate, and then uh, the Senate votes on it, and then it's passed. And then it goes to the president's desk, and then the president signs it. That's if it's cut and dried. Nothing is ever cut and dried with the US government. So basically what happened was, if they make amendments to the bill, enough of them, they have to send it back to review and then sign. So I, this is a, a totally separate case, and this is what the Republicans do. This is, this is their MO. Our own resident cockroach, Richard Burr, there was a mm-hmm. senator out of Washington state Ooh. who made an amendment, to, who wanted to pass a bill for, um, I guess, like job training, and, and it was something for the veterans, right? Something to help veterans find jobs, right? So Burr jumped on as a co-sponsor to that bill. Then he loaded that bill up with a whole bunch of pork, like just stuff that had nothing to do with the bill. And then when the bill came up for a vote, he voted against it. <laughs> so that's basically what the Republicans did in this what case. The they basically loaded up the bill. They tried to pass all these amendments and pass all, do all this stuff. And then they turned around and not one Republican voted for it. It had to pass with 50 votes plus Kamala Harris to pass. And the only way it passed is because Joe Manchin lowered that bill. Now, to all the deficit hawks out there, right, I ask you this, whether we owe $8 trillion or whether we owe $12 trillion, who the fuck cares? Are we paying that money back? No, we're never paying that money back. Now, we're in a deficit. So the deficit and the debt is two different things. The debt is how much money we owe. I have no clue how much that amount is. The deficit basically means that we are, uh, we don't make enough money. So we have to borrow money to keep operating. That's our deficit. So in other words, if you have a credit card to pay off, right? Mm-hmm. If, every, if every week you are only paying the bare minimum like for, I'll, I'll use my own credit card as an example, right? I know, just putting it out there. If I, and one of the, one of the things that happened in Obama's credit card bill of rights, which was, which was stripped down by the way, because there was other stuff that was supposed to be there that didn't make it there. That's another story for another day. A lot of these card companies, and not all of them do it, but at least the ones who were based in the US, um, they will put information on the card that will let you know, hey, if you pay the minimum, this is how long it's gonna take to pay this card off. Mm-hmm. So for my card, and I'm just going by what it what it says, if I just pay the bare minimum on my card, it will take me about like nine years to pay this card off. But if I pay like an extra 60 bucks a month, you know, I could pay it off in three years. And that's good information to have. Because now if I come mm-hmm. across more money, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll just toss it on the card and then pay this off in, in a few years. As opposed to just paying all this. And then it also lets you know you're going to pay this much more interest on the card. You know. But here's the thing. If I'm not making enough money, right? Mm-hmm. And every week I, I'm barely making it or every week I got to get a payday loan just to get by. I'm never going to pay that card off. Now, if I get a raise, right? And now I have extra money. Now I'm not running at a deficit anymore. Now I can say, okay, I'll spend that extra 60 bucks and pay this card off. See, and then that's basically 
we're in a deficit. We're in a deficit because our rich people don't pay enough taxes because they keep doing all these tax cuts for the rich. And we just had one just back in 2017. So I have a question. What's the purpose of the tax cuts? To make sure they, they hold on to more money or no, that, that's exactly so they can pay their employers more. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do with it. Well, and here's the thing about that, Odie. That that's a great point. So yes, Mercedes, yes, it's for them to hold on to more of their money, you know, okay. because they, they they hoard all the money. But to your point, Odie, um it's basically like when they do a tax cut, right? They sell it as it's a uh, like the mm -hmm. middle class is going to benefit. But if you've been doing your taxes for the last couple of years, you will know that there's no mm -hmm. benefit. To it. I I've made like this year, I made about almost five hundred dollars less in my tax returns, and I'm in the same tax bracket. My tax bracket hasn't changed, you know, and. I took home almost almost five hundred dollars less in my tax returns than I than I did before, and I know the first time I took a hit is because I changed tax brackets. You know, I had gotten a new job, I gotten a raise, and I'm in a different tax bracket now. So now I'm in. So my marginal top tax rate had changed. So you take home a little bit less. That's you know to be expected, but I'm in the same tax bracket that I've been in since 2017, and now I'm taking back less. Because when they give rich people tax cuts, where's that money got to come from? It's got to come from everybody else. So you figure with the, with the stimulus package, right? And, and, you know, I keep falling into that trap. It's not a stimulus package. It's, it's survival mm. payments. Mm. Stimulus package Republicans don't agree with it. Like, well, they, they consider it a handout. They consider it a handout because these people are not rich. It's, it's, Basically, you probably heard this term before, it's socialism for the rich, rugged individualism for everybody else. Oh, wow. So if you're not rich, anything you get from the government to the Republicans is considered to be a handout. Mm -hmm. They love to use that term. But if you're rich, it's basically just the cost of doing business. So if, if, those, uh, if those vultures, those ghouls, that tried to short um, GameStop on the stocks. When they got um, when they got destroyed, right? Basically, they got bailouts. Now they didn't get bailouts from the government. They got bailouts from other hedge funds. Like other hedge funds came in and gave them money to help them cover their losses. So that didn't come from the government. But that for to them, that's okay. But for some working class Joe who goes to work every day, maybe even work two jobs, who maybe he loses one of his jobs or maybe they lose both their jobs, right? If they get money from the government, it's considered to be a handout. But you have some people who don't realize that one day that could be you. So you may be some mm -hmm. jackass from Texas who's just like, you know, oh, why are we giving these, you know, fancy city slickers, you know, money for their governments and then next thing you know, it's, it's eight degrees in Texas, mm, mm, mm. your power goes out, and uh, you're sleeping in a, in a cold, frozen house. And then your electric bill is $10,000. I think they, I think they, uh, I just saw an article about that. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to read it. I saved it. I thought that, the article, I saw, the last one I read said that they weren't going to give any reprieve. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if I read that correctly, they said that, they, yeah. 
because they were, I think they were supposed to have a meeting to find out what they were going to do about that money. And yeah, they, they said decide- that they'll give payment plans. That's what they said that you could do. You could put five hours on it until it's paid off. But yeah, that's it. but, but oh, they, they want their money. Uh, real quick on that. Um, I know, I, I think I talked about it on, on the, on Politrix. What happened, the real, the short version of it is, is that because Texas's power grid doesn't extend past Texas, they are not subject to federal law. So they run everything through the state. So the state is allowed to gouge people in times like this. So they're allowed to just- Free market, baby. The free market, you know, because it's all private companies. So they're allowed to just charge people that extra money. And then, well, that's just the way it goes. Oh, oh, you want- uh, electricity and heat you got to pay for it you know if they extended past texas and they were subject to federal law they wouldn't be allowed to gouge them like that i remember there was a i'm from long island there was a big thing where and i don't remember the details because it happened so many years ago but they had a long island lighting company was like the big uh electric company on long island and the government Mm -hmm. eventually they eventually broke them up you know, because they were just doing too many shenanigans. And then the government was like, all right, well, we're going to break up into smaller companies. Because you're, you know, you're, you've become too powerful and then you're, you're gouging people. And, you know, there was a lot more to it. Like I said, that was so many years ago. But that's what Texas didn't want. They don't want the government saying, hey, Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, who's already a billionaire, he has a, he has a stake in one of those companies. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, mm, mm, we in the money. You're already in the money. You're already billionaires. Right. <laughs> so why are you trying to pull the marrow out of these people's bones? So the fact that the Republicans loaded that bill the, um, up with all that pork, and then you know they're just stalling it because put it like this, okay? Someone made a point on, um, what was I watching? Uh, Majority Report with Sam Cedar. You know, I, I watch that almost every day, at least at least a clip or two every day. You know, it's a great show. And somebody mentioned something that I didn't even, uh, I didn't even think about. Well, it might've been Young Turks, I don't know. But they said the one of the reasons why Donald Trump got so many more votes than he did last time, because when he ran against Hillary, he, he only had like 62, well, not only, he had 62 million votes this time around, he had like 75. So he had a lot more votes than he had last time. But here's the thing. It's because that last round of stimulus checks that went out had his name on it. You know, and people just connected that with Trump. And they were like, well, he must be a good president because I have a, a $1,200 check here with his name on it. People are simple like that. We're, we're a very simple, non-reading, non-researching people. Like we'll, well, like we'll, we'll be through like four years of pure misery and then you get a $1,200 check with Trump's name on it. And you're like, well, Trump's my guy. I'm gonna vote for him. <laughs> we're, not a very, we're not a very smart people. I never get tired of saying that because it's true. But you figure the Republicans have nothing, absolutely nothing. They have no plan. They had an entire uh, convention, CPAC, and the main subject was Mr. Potato Head's genitals. Like that's all they could talk about was like, and and they're canceling Mr. Potato Head. Who gives a shit? It's a plastic toy that nobody played with. 
I never had a Mr. Potato Head. I thought it was the dumbest toy in the world. And this is a kid who had a Weeble treehouse, who had basically a treehouse and the, and the things were like plastic eggs that don't fall down. That was, that was the ad, Weebles wobble and they don't fall down. And I love that thing. And I still looked at Mr. Potato Head and like, well, that's stupid. Who gives a shit about Mr. Potato Head? You know? And that's like every CPAC speaker just came up and talked about, and they're canceling Mr. Potato Head. You know why? Because they got nothing. I'm like, well, policies for suckers, I guess, because they they're not talking about policy because they don't have any policy. And I know we, we joked about this in the pre-show, but I was like, just based on my imagination, there has to be at least one Republican who's just like, yeah, you know, I really need this $1,400 check in order to help pay my bills and feed my family. And Ron Johnson almost single-handedly held up that bill. He's a Republican, by the way. So why doesn't he want me to have that money? Why doesn't he want me to feed my family? I'm like, there has to be at least one Republican who thinks that. And Mercedes was like, nah, no, there isn't. <laughs> no, not one. <laughs> they, or, or if he does, they won't say it. But, 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 you know, going back to my original point, without the, without the, sorry for the rant. But basically, if if a bill is cut and dry, it goes through the House or whoever started it, the House, the Senate, and then the President's desk. If they make changes to the bill, it's got to go back to the other other chamber mm -hmm. to review and then so it's been kind of ping-ponging back and forth because i thought that when they made the vote yesterday that that was it and then they said well there were changes made so it has to go back to the has to go back to the house because the house barely passed it right. barely passed it yeah, and matter by, of fact by, by vote uh, or so yeah but like well five or six votes and then you figure there were like a whole there were uh, even a few democrats who voted with the Republicans to vote against it. Yeah. So this should be a no brainer. It should just be, hey, the American people need this money. And, and it's not even enough. Even if it was $4,000, it's not enough. You have people who haven't been able to pay their mortgage or pay their rent since like last July. And it's almost this July. But the Republican plan is every time the Democrats try and do something good, we're just gonna stall them. Pretty much. And, and, and we're just gonna make, I mean, but the thing that makes me mad that my friends don't like is that we have Democrats who are also holding up the works like Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. I'll talk about Kristen Sinema real quick. Um, she voted, there were eight. Now this is, a, this is a, a different matter. This was for the $15 minimum wage, right? Basically, they wanted to make it part of this bill. And that's how a lot of these things pass. It, it passes through must-pass legislation, right? It was removed from the bill because the parliamentarian, who was basically, and, and, and basically Bernie Sanders said it best in his dissent. He was like, the parliamentarian is basically an unelected staffer. They hold no political power. So they basically said that, oh, well, this should not be in this in this bill because it doesn't affect the economy. Of course it affects the economy. You're raising the minimum wage. You're doubling the minimum wage. So how, right. does, that not, how does that not affect the economy? Mm -hmm. It's gonna directly affect the economy. Cost of living and everything is gonna increase. 
Well, and, and that's where government regulation needs to, needs to step in because when they raise it to $15 in New York, um, that's people's concerns. We're like, well, you know what? Yeah, now they're going to pay 15 bucks now minimum wage, but now they're going to start cutting workers. Hold on, quick question. So what is minimum wage in New York right now? Because cost of living up there is ass high. $15, but it doesn't matter because like a, a, a rat trap apartment in Brooklyn still costs like three grand a month. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> I actually looked up apartments up there because I was interested in moving to New York at one point. And it's like, damn near no matter where you go, you're going to pay yeah. over $1,000 for something even as simple as a one bedroom apartment or a studio. Yeah. That uh, shit's crazy. LA's my, worse. LA's worse though. My advice on moving to New York, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm from New York and I love New York, but I don't live there anymore for a reason. You know, I was saying it, LA was way worse. Like it's to the point where it's actually kind of sickening how bad it is there. That's why the poverty. Yeah. I mean, you, there's such a big divide. Well, you have working class people who could probably afford an apartment any place else in the country who can't afford one in, in LA because the prices are too high because they have, they run this thing just market value you know new york right. at least, even as high as their apartments are new york has at least has some form of rent control right there is yeah, no la I mean, doesn't no definitely no no rent control in la you know and the but crazy I mean, part is people they'll rent out part of their house like i saw this one guy he turned his garage into a studio apartment um and he rent he's renting it out for like twenty five hundred dollars a month in la i said are you fucking kidding me like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, technically, I would still feel like I'm living outside, you know, because you're in the garage. But yeah. don't get me wrong, it looked nice. He had it renovated beautifully. You, If you didn't know any better, you would not know it was a garage. And the crazy part, he didn't even close off the garage, like, to make that an extra part of the house. He actually left the garage shed as an option for them to open if they wanted to. But $2,500 a month? Fuck that. I feel like them motherfuckers paying his mortgage at that point. I don't remember how much my apartment was. The first apartment I lived in Long Island, it was actually me and my brother. It was a basement apartment. So it wasn't like an apartment complex because we, right. we, couldn't, we couldn't afford that. But it was, um, put it like this, like that's how expensive New York is because we went from living in a basement apartment and then, then we moved to Maryland and he bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a crazy ass transition. <laughs> so, so basically that's the, the, the we, we transit. Well, no, no, no. I take that back. I, I apologize. I, I, yeah, we did have an apartment in between that and then when he bought the house, you know, in, in Maryland. Buy a house, no, I, though. I, 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 I do take that back. That, that, that's not true. But that apartment that we were, that we had was an actual apartment, you know, it was a, a two-bedroom apartment, and we were paying less than we were paying for a basement apartment in New York, you know, and then, and all utilities included which you don't see a lot of these days. So it, it was, it's definitely, you know, the housing situation is really bad. So even going to $15 an hour, it's not like, oh, I can afford this apartment now in New York, but in other places, maybe, but here's the thing at the current minimum wage, you can't afford an apartment anywhere in the country at all mm -hmm. on minimum wage on 775 an hour or 725 or whatever it is. You can't afford that anywhere. So at least no, $15, really it gives you a fighting chance. You know. Well, and the crazy part, like jobs that used to be considered lesser, kind of like grocery baggers or, you know, cashiers and stuff, 
they actually pay better nowadays. Um, I don't know if you guys have Aldi in your area, but those cashiers yeah, we do. start out making thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour, and this, you know, they're making great money to sit on the ass and you bag your own shit. So, me personally, you know, I do hope it increases for some people, but there are better jobs out there. But then they have to also consider there are gonna be people people who are gonna do the lesser jobs that do deserve more money, so that they can live like an adult and not have 10 jobs. I I look at it like this. If you're a janitor, right? You know, should you have enough money to like, once you retire, to retire to the South of France, if you wanted to or something like that, that's a matter that's up for debate, right? But if you've been a janitor your entire life, should you be able to retire and and have a place to live and not have to worry about where your next meal is coming from? Yes, Yes, absolutely. There is definitely enough resources in this country for that. Uh, NBC News had this thing that pissed me off so much. They were like, because um, Elizabeth Warren wanted to introduce a wealth tax, which okay. I think is a good idea. I mean, I've been hating on Elizabeth Warren lately, but you know, her thing about the wealth tax, I've always supported, right? And it would be an annual tax based on how much money you have. And then NBC News had this thing, because remember one thing about NBC News and Fox News, okay? The one part where they're the same is they're all rich. All these NBC anchors, MSNBC anchors, all these cast to get paid millions of dollars a year to be on television. They're all rich. Right. right. So they're not- Having conversations you know, about the poor is yeah. issues. Yeah. So they're not showing up to work with bag lunches in, in, in plastic uh, supermarket bags. These people are rich. So who are they going to side with? And somebody, I think I posted it yesterday on Facebook. They were like, um, somebody was like, well, if, if, if Elizabeth Warren gets her wealth tax, like Jeff Bezos would be taxed $5 billion. And then somebody responded, yeah, and he'll still have $185 billion. He'll make that money back in interest in like what, two months? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, there should definitely be a wealth tax for sure. Don't forget, the top marginal tax rate at one point was like 90%. And it doesn't mean that we took 90% of all your earnings. It basically means once you make a certain amount of money, everything after that is taxed at 90%. It got whittled down to about 70%. And then Reagan took it from 70% to 28%. And that's when the whole American death spiral started as far as the death of the middle class. So, so that's where the, I guess the, the financial gap is. There's really no middle class anymore. No, no, it, it, it's not middle class. It's, it's working poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you guys what I did. So when I quit my job, of course, I quit my job to strictly focus on my delivery company. Um, but I, I did this thing the other day. I don't know how smart it is, but I feel like it's something. But um, they were looking for part-time lunch ladies at my child's school. So they just needed you know, somebody in the kitchen. Uh-huh. So I applied um, and I really didn't even know how much they were going to be making. I just did it just to have a paycheck in the house for just in case purposes. You never know. Yeah. So 10 to 2 every day, I'm at the children at the kids' school. When I sit down to sign my final contract um, before I go take this final little assessment tomorrow, uh-huh. they are paying me 1376 I don't know where to get that weird-ass number from, but thirteen seventy six for part-time now. And plus, I still get benefits. 
I still get benefits mm. um, paid for by the state and all that stuff. And to be honest with you, that was my biggest concern when I quit my job was my benefits. Everything else fucked that place, but but right. it was the benefits. Um, I got braces, got to keep up with them shits, different things like that. Yeah. So I was in here thinking, I was like, well, shit, they're paying me to work four hours a day. I'm getting benefits. I'm making damn near what they want to set the this country's minimum wage at. I can only imagine how many people out there work more hours, work harder, and don't even get that much, let alone a 401k. So yeah. it was kind of concerning once I saw the numbers. To be completely honest with you, you guys, I went in there thinking I was going to make like $10 an hour. I kid you not. I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to you know, do something with my mm-hmm. day when I was doing nothing. Yeah. And I really thought it was going to be like $10 an hour. So it kind of shocked me knowing, you know, you know, currently we're talking about making a $15 minimum wage and I'm being paid almost 15, you know, give or take a dollar and 20, 30 cents. But to, to do nothing for four hours, not really nothing, but, you know, prepare the food for the kids. But it's just that point of how many people are here struggling, working 30 hours a fucking day, if that's a thing at McDonald's and barely making $10 an hour. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. Uh, and, and like I said, we're not a very bright country when it comes to research, mm-hmm. which, which is why we have all these QAnon jackasses out there who were just like, you know, but they were, uh, you know, once again, is one of those MSNBC, CNN things where they were just like, yeah, well, if they raise a the minimum wage, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of job losses. And someone set them straight. What? It said, you know where some of those job losses will come from? They'll come from, hey, I don't have to work two jobs anymore so I can quit my part-time job and just work full-time. Boom. You know, because there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who are working too. My mom told me that before my dad got into the union, he was working three jobs. So he was working, uh, he was working constru- his non-union construction job. He was driving right. a taxi cab. And then he was doing, well, the third job was basically whatever odd jobs came his way. He was doing those odd jobs. So technically two wow. and a half jobs, right? Once he got into the union, all he had to do was just work his, his normal job. I bet he felt relief on that. Yeah. I mean, granted, he was working six days a week, but here's the thing. Now he's retired and he's good. He has an actual right. pension. So he don't got to worry about too much because, yeah, he doesn't mind working six days a week because he know. put it like this. My dad was an operating engineer. When my dad bought a car, he hated paying car notes. So you know what he would do? When he would work Saturdays, they would give him that money as an extra check, right? So he, he got his regular paycheck and then he get his overtime check if he worked more than five days a week. He would just take that check and just pay the car note like every week. <laughs> so if he worked on a Saturday, he, he would take what he called a Saturday check, pay a car note, you know? That's, you know, and that's basically a union job. Union job is not really just about, oh yeah, I'm in a union, so uh, I make a little bit more money. That's also true. You don't make more money, you make what you're supposed to make. That's the thing. Like when I worked construction- Keeps everybody honest. Yeah. And And plus you get protections, right? They can't just fire you for nothing. Um, when I worked, uh, I was a laborer, which is basically bottom of the barrel. It's basically just lightly skilled, not unskilled, lightly skilled, because I I did have to run some light machinery, stuff like that, but nothing major. 
You know, it's not like my dad who used to run those, you know, you ever see those cranes where they're lifting girders up the top of skyscrapers? Like my dad used to run stuff like that. But when we used to work together, he was just driving the, uh, the big bulldozers, right? I was getting paid 20 bucks an hour and, that, and, and, uh, and we were the bottom of the totem pole. So if you were a timberman, which is basically a fancy way of saying carpenter or a mason or, you know, or, you know, going toward like operating engineer, you know, I don't know how much money my dad made per hour, but it was a lot more than 20 bucks. And, and we were at the bottom of the totem pole. Granted, this is New York. When I was in Maryland, you know, I was like, uh, I was in between jobs and I was like, let me see how much these construction jobs pay. I don't mind going back to construction, right. $10 an hour. For the same backbreaking, for the same backbreaking work I was doing for twenty dollars an hour, we think I'm gonna do it for ten dollars an hour. I'm like, y'all, y'all can kiss my ass and suck my dick at the same time. There, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> You're right. You know. But before I went off on a tangent, uh, Kristen Cinema basically is catching a lot of heat because oh. I'm looking at the time here because <laughs> there's one more Hello? thing I want to talk about real quick. Um, with um, the $15 minimum wage, long story short, they pulled it out of the uh, the bill for the survival payments, right? And then Bernie Sanders was like, well, I'm going to call your bluff. We're going to hold the vote on it. So it wasn't even the, the actual vote. It was like the vote to see if it should go up for a vote, which I think is stupid, but process, right? And eight Democrats voted against it. Eight Democrats stepped over the line and said, no, we're not, we don't want a $15 minimum wage. And of course, two of them were Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. Now, Joe Manchin has a personal stake in this. And one of the businesses that he owns is a, is a hotel where he's only paying people 10 or $11 an hour. So he doesn't want to pay them 15 bucks an hour, right? Kristen Cinema, we don't know how much money she makes. We don't know, like when they were listing everybody's, um, all, and basically all the senators who voted against it were all multimillionaires. Now, Kristen Sinema had, had an NA next to her name because she had, um, they didn't know how, what, her, what her net worth was, right? But here's the thing. When she went to go vote no, first of all, she looked like she was getting ready to go to a goddamn Britney Spears concert. I don't know what the hell she was wearing, but it wasn't really like, you know, like Nancy Pelosi's pantsuit or something like that. You know what I mean? It just seemed like she was getting ready to go to the park afterwards. She came to the, she came to Congress. She had a chocolate cake. She brought a chocolate cake to Congress. And when she voted no, she did the thumbs down, which is, which is customary, but she did like a little dance move, like a little curtsy almost, like almost as you saying, tee hee, poor people, you can go fuck yourselves. That's basically what she was doing. And she caught so much hate for that on Twitter. And one of her spokespeople were like, it's sexist of you to analyze her body language. You remember what they did to Bernie Sanders on MSNBC when uh, he had that argument with Elizabeth Warren and Joanne Reed, who I despise almost more than Dr. Jason Johnson, if you could believe that. Um, she actually called in a body language expert to analyze Bernie Sanders. And she was like, yep, yep, he's lying. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But now with Kristen Cinema, it's, it's sexist now to do that. But she was just way too happy to vote down $15 an hour. So now it's not gonna even gonna come up for a vote. 
That's the Democrats. Because you knew the Republicans weren't going to do it. But the Democrats were just like, yeah, you know. And then when I when I rag on Joe Biden, they're just like, give him a chance. It's not just Joe Biden. It's, it's the Democratic leadership. It's all these corporate Democrats. We don't have the right people in office. We don't have people that represent us. People are voting for these people based on the fact that they're not Republicans. That's not good enough. It's never been good enough. And this is the part where it's backfired on us. So one of the remedies is we need to get more progressives to run. But because of the DCCC and the way they run things, it's really difficult for somebody who's not represented by the DCCC to run. Like when they try to do that to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because you know the DCCC was against her when she ran against um, Joe Crowley, because they don't like when people get primaried, right? So she ran a grassroots campaign and she beat Joe Crowley and then eventually became uh, you know, a US representative. And then the DCCC came to her and they were like, where's our cut? And she was like, where's your cut for what? You were against me the entire time. Why am I giving you money? That's my fundraising. I did that, not you. So you get nothing. It's, 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 difficult to be a, I mean, you think you think you have people like Jamal Bowman who got in and Corey Bush who got in, you know, and we need more people like that who represent the people and not just corporate interests, because it doesn't matter if they have a D or an R next to their name. If they're not representing your interest, they're just not representing your interest. With Kristen Cinema, it was worse because when she was a US rep, she was more of a progressive. And then she became a senator, and then she just did a complete 180 and went totally corporate. You know, if I find a video, I'll, I'll post it in the group. But it was just kind of like, you know, she, she did a little, you know, did a little dance, did a little, did a little curtsy. Like, thumbs down, teehee. Yeah, I don't remember that happening. Maybe I'm, I'm keep up. Yeah. But I mean, the package that passed is still a good package. It should have been more and it should have been for extended to more people. Like, I don't care if people who make more money than me get that check. It's not like people, who, I mean, it's not like if you make a hundred grand a year that you're rich. You're not rich if you make a hundred grand a year. Let, let's just, let's get that part out of the way, okay? I don't care if you make, let's just say you and your spouse make a hundred grand each you're still not rich. You know why? Because if you don't have a job, let's say you lose your job tomorrow. Yeah, you may have enough money in the savings to, to hold you down for a few months, but what happens after that? Your ass gonna be looking for a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can't, I mean, even if you make 200 grand a year, if you lose your job, yeah, you'll be able to last longer than somebody who makes 40 grand a year, for sure. Absolutely. But you're still not gonna last forever without another job. Now, if you, right. have a, if you have $900 million and you lose your job, so what? You have $900 million. Just, I mean, I think people see like, oh, if you make over hundred grand, you're rich. No, you just make more money than somebody who makes 40 grand, but you're not rich. Because if you lose your job, you'll be ass out just like anybody else, it'll just take longer. Right. That's all that is, so. 
this whole notion of, oh, you know, we need the means test this money. Let's just say, let's say someone who makes 300 grand a year gets a check for $1,200 or $1,400. You know what you do? You tax them at tax time. That's it. You know, they're actually, you know, looking at, well, you know, we gave this person the, the money and he, and he didn't spend it on bills. So maybe he was lucky like me and uh, didn't lose his job during the pandemic. Like, why are you all up in, in, in Joe Sixpack's business on how he spends his stimulus money? You know, no, I'm sorry, his survival payments. It's just a way to justify right. giving working people less. Pretty much. Or, or, or the Republicans say a handout. <laughs> yeah. So the package mm -hmm. passing, I mean, granted, it still has got to, it starts to go back through the House. But what, if it does eventually pass, it's, it's going to be a good thing. But it could have been a lot better. And they can Joe, go ahead and send me my money now. Thanks. I'm still waiting on my tax return. I'll take it all. Let me ask you a question, Mercedes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. I don't, you know, we're on mm -hmm. air putting people's yeah. business out there. When you file your taxes and when you get a re when you get a return, do they put it in direct deposit or do they mail you a check? I do direct deposit. Um, you can choose the option for mail a check, but the reason I do direct deposit is because you get it a hell of a lot faster that way. Yeah. Like, so mm -hmm. let's say if you were like, you know, the, the time and I not always paper file. A lot of people think I'm crazy for doing that, but I feel like there are less mistakes. And as a small business owner, it just is e it's easier to paper file yeah. for me. Um, and um, I choose that option. They ask you what your routing and account number is. And so be it. Now, I will say this year, I was a little nervous about filing. I'm not going to lie. Um, last year was the year I made the most money with my company. And on top of that, writing off expenses, doing my own business taxes, it was kind of nerve wracking because I normally get about 10 grand back every year, just with the kids. Mm -hmm. This year I got 18 and I was so nervous to put those numbers in, but it was real. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and the crazy part, it would have been more than that. But some of these tax apps were doing weird stuff. Like it'll ask, did you get a stimulus? If you put no, it would add like a whatever credit for your qualifying dependents and yourself. Yes. And if not, it would take away that amount. I was like, why the fuck are you taking it away? Because now, when I did my base taxes. Now, here's it, the thing. I got asked that question. But when I said that, now, for me, it's a little bit different. Because it asked me, did I get the check? And I said, yes, that I got the check. And then after that, it just continued on. It didn't change my, because I, I, I did H&R Block which I won't do again. I'll go back to TurboTax because H&R Block, they nickeled and dime me. When it used to be when you do your taxes free through the IRS, H&R Block was one of the companies that you get to do right. your taxes. Yeah. They're not they're not part of it this year. No, they they weren't listed. I noticed that because I actually switched over to TurboTax after the year before last. I realized H&R mm -hmm. Block not only were their prices higher, yeah. my refund for the exact same numbers was lower. And this was without stimulus. This was without COVID. This was like, you know, 2019, 2018. Like, why the fuck? So if they're not listed now, it makes sense because they are taxing people. I know people that pay for mm -hmm. like a regular um, file or whatever, maybe with a couple of dependents, they're paying like 70, 80 bucks, whereas that shit was free last year and the year before that. Yeah. But the reason, but before I go off on a tangent, like I always do, the reason why I asked um, how you got your taxes back is that if you do direct deposit, the IRS will just drop the money right into your account. And then I, I'll say maybe like 
if it goes by when we got the $600 payments, like maybe three or four days after they sign this thing in the law, you'll right. get that money. But if you have to wait for a check, because I know some people, I mean, especially with the post office the way it is now, after yeah. Donald Trump ruined yeah. the post office, you know, checks were like out, you know, out there. So if you filed your taxes and they asked you if you got the money, they will, I mean, don't, and please don't lie because they'll know. Because, right. Yeah, you get audited. I've been audited before. It's not fun. Yeah. So I mean, if if you if you're doing your taxes, they ask you if you already got the money, and they ask you if you got the money, and you say no, please don't do that, because they will know because it's a check. It's on file. Yeah, mine came direct deposit both times. Yeah, they'll know the exact moment that it's been cashed. So yeah, well, mine was a stim- mine was a direct deposit of the stimulus. Yeah. It went straight Absolutely. into the same account my taxes went into last year. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure if they got access to do that. They got access to reverse that shit too. But when I was proving my point to my friend about the the, the Joe Biden's two thousand dollar lie, I'll go over more than that on 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 Wednesday. I had to look and see what day I got my my direct deposit. It was like six. It was like January fourth, and I was like that. So that had to be at least I don't know two or three days after they signed it in the law because Trump was still president then. So I think like a, only a couple of days afterwards, the money was in my account, you know? So that, that that's one of the few, well, aside from getting your money quicker and not having to worry about it getting lost in the mail, you know, that's the good thing about getting a direct deposit. If, you, if you're getting a return is that yes, the government has your bank account on file, but in a case like this, the money just shows up in your account just like that. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what happened. They told us around the time it was gonna deposit, and the first time we got the twelve hundred plus the what was it five six five hundred dollars per kid, and then um the second time we got the six hundred plus the was it six hundred dollars per kid? I don't remember. I just remember going to my bank account. Uh, you know what? I, you know what? The only time I ever wish I had kids is during tax time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I want to get rid of their little asses sometimes. So just me, yes. That's the most beneficial. But at the same time, it's kind of like um, when it comes down to this whole stimulus thing, it's, it's causing a lot of confusion um, because some places they said we wouldn't have to pay it back. So I guess that's where when you answer no. the question, no, no, right? No, 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 no. We, we don't have to pay it back. Right. It wasn't like it was during the Bush era because the Bush era was like a stimulus thing. And then, oh, yeah. And then that I ended up having to pay back. Which pissed oh, me yeah, off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I got $900 at the time. It was like $300 per $300 per household member. So it was me, my daughter, and had a, I guess had a household that was $300 each. Mm-hmm. I got 900 bucks when I filed my tax. They definitely took that shit out of my next tax. Yeah. And, and the way they asked it, you know, they were like, all right, Mr. Pre-, I mean, and this is be doing through TurboTax. You know, of course, I'm exaggerating, but like, all right, Mr. Prescott, we're about to wrap up your taxes and here's your return. Oh, by the way, did you get a check from us for $600 last summer? And I'm like, yeah, I did TurboTax, but I don't see what that has to do with slash. We're taking it back. <laughs> it, it almost, it almost like one of those things where like, like they take off the mask, like, ha ha. <laughs> it wasn't a stimulus check. It was a loan. Now we want the money back. <laughs> you know, your plans are screwed. <laughs> we want our money, but this, you don't have to pay. You're not paying this back. At least not directly. I mean, it's, part of the deficit taxes you know but they're not gonna they're not gonna send you an invoice for fourteen hundred dollars that's not gonna happen so do not worry about that part of it you know but i think we've talked long enough today (laughs) 
Mercedes, what are your final thoughts? Um, I really don't have any final thoughts today other than let's all hold hands and kumbaya through this whole COVID thing until we get through pretty much our biggest task and hurdle really right now, which makes me wonder why there's still so much hatred. We're all fighting the same battle right now, but yeah. Yeah. Odie, what are your final thoughts? I will say keep wearing your mask even after your vaccination. Take a while for that bitch to kick in, not to mention you can actually transmit the virus um, by not wearing your mask. It just means that you are less likely to die, not even fully immune, just less likely to die and have decreased symptoms. So please wear your motherfucking mask. Don't be like the people in Idaho burning them and encouraging your children to burn them. That's weird shit. Meanwhile, you could have just donated the mask to healthcare workers who do fucking need them. Like a year ago, we people were like having a hard time coming across masks, having a hard time coming across hand sanitizer and toilet tissue. Now y'all out here burning right. fucking masks. You might as well be burning hand sanitizer or burning toilet tissue. Just oh. donate that shit. Yeah, go ahead and alcohol if you want to. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, yeah, that one. But you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. these are resources that somebody can use. You know what? I, I, I am an evil son of a bitch sometimes. I can be a little cruel. Was I the only one who was kind of wishing, like, when that woman put her arm over the, the pit to throw the mask in, that her sleeve would catch on fire? Am I the only one who thought It did. That? I mean, God has had a no. warm sense of humor about those types of things, so it wouldn't have surprised me, really. I mean, not not the little kid. I mean, you know, she's a little kid. She's innocent. But that woman who was out there putting the mask in there, I'm like, I'm like, come on, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. <laughs> Who's waiting for a sleeve to catch on fire? There's like karma for like trying to kill her neighbors and her and the rest of her family with her pestilence. But you know, like Odie said, uh, taking the vaccine does not make you immune to COVID. You know, it means you're less likely to spread it, and you are. Uh, and then the symptoms should be less severe should you get it. But uh, we will not go back to normal until everybody's vaccinated. And that's going to take some time. So I know that's people- Mary had a little lamb and the way these people are talking. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they talk big shit publicly, but do something else behind closed doors. So I do believe that those same people who are burning masks are probably going to be vaccinated. Oh, sure. Or were vaccinated. That's why they feel like they can do that shit now. Yeah. But the thing is, and like I said, we're not a very, and you know, I'm going to keep bragging about this for a long time. You know, I have a subscription to the New York Times <laughs> and they have like a daily COVID newsletter, you know, so they were talking, wow. you know, which, I, which I've been trying to keep up with every day because I have not been vaccinated yet. So, you know, it's good to keep up and then you just get, you know, get some information on there, like the Johnson Johnson uh, vaccine and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's good information. You know, I think the only only place I would, I would also get that news from would be like from directly from the CDC, you know. But like I said, the voodoo demon sperm lady is not, the, is, should not be your source for COVID. And these right wing nutbags should not be your source for COVID, okay? You need some information on COVID-19 and you don't have subscriptions in the New York Times, the CDC's website is always available to get information about, uh, you know, and even, uh, I don't, I haven't checked whitehouse.gov, 
to see any information, if they have any information on there, but also uh, talk to your doctor. You know, and if you don't have your own doctor, like I said, CDC website would be your best resource to find information about uh, about either getting the vaccine or just about uh, the effects of the vaccines or even COVID itself, you know? So, I mean, I know sometimes I feel like this country should just be divided in half and Republicans over here and Democrats over here, but you know, in the, the reality of it is we're all in this country together, you know? And we all have to keep each other's best interests in mind, even for the basics such as our own health. So don't be like those jagoffs in Idaho, burning masks like it's, you know, Nazi Germany, 1940. Like Jesus Christ, man, uh, just have a little bit of compassion for other people for once. Follow the CDC guidelines, wash your hands, use your hand sanitizer, social distance, even if you've been vaccinated, because everybody's got to be vaccinated for this thing to work. Even then, if you're in Texas? Even if you're in Texas. <laughs> Especially if you're in Texas, bitch. One, one of my friends had a post I had to share, and he was like, uh, like, now we have no masks from the same people who brought you no electricity and no running water. <laughs> so please don't and listen. And we can't read. And, 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 That's for Mississippi. Mm. I don't even, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> but I don't know where you are, but where I am, it is nice and sunny outside. I don't know what the temperature is. Oh, uh, what does my phone say? I think it's like in the 50s. It's 48. Which for, which, which yeah, it's kind of warm here today, too. Yeah, which for early, for early March is a nice day. Put your mask on, go outside and take a walk. You know, and enjoy the weather. It's it's been a, at least in North Carolina, it's been a harsher than usual winter. A lot of like twenty degree days, which for North Carolina is uncommon because I think the average temperature in the winter is usually in the in the high forties or low fifties, if I'm right. So we had a lot of twenty degree days in North Carolina this winter. So it's nice and warm outside. You know, take your dog to the dog park, wear your mask, social distance. Uh, Hold it together for a few more months until we all get vaccinated. So, all right, everyone. Enjoy your day. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she like she bed. Bed. In my bed. In my bed. That's right. In my bed.